Assalamu alaikum. It is Thursday, the 9th of December 2021. And in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 283. These days, we are looking at the uh, meanings of the words of. Uh, Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Holy Quran, and these days we're looking at verse 96, and this is the fifth broadcast dealing with the words of verse 96. <clears throat> Just to remind you that uh, the Lahore Amniya community, also known as MDM movement Lahore or Lahore MDM movement and MDM Manishat Islam was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad. And he said that whereas other people want to bring another prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatamun Nabiyin and the Holy Prophet explained that by saying La Nabi Abadi, there is no Prophet after him. So there is no Prophet after him, neither old nor new, because the Holy Prophet said it. But then of course, all groups, all Ummahs, all people, they uh, <clears throat> go astray, they fall into error and they need to be reformed. So the Holy Prophet said that uh, now reformers, Mujaddideen will come. And uh, he specifically mentioned one whom he gave the titles Messiah and Mahdi. And we believe that Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib was that Messiah and Mahdi that the Holy Prophet spoke of. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad also pointed out that Muslims are very fond <coughs> of calling each other heretic and kafir and this and that and so on. The smallest disagreements. But he pointed out that the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a heretic, you are not a Muslim, then the person saying it <coughs> is closer to heresy than the other person. So strict was the Holy Prophet in, in this regard, that as soon as someone recites the Kalima, he is to be regarded as a Muslim. 
may not concern with other things. And uh, further on, there are people who believe that Ayarajam um, um, and Surah Valaid and so on, some prophetic revelation has been missed out from the Holy Quran. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib told that no part of prophetic revelation has been missed out because God said, I am revealing the Holy Quran and I am a guardian over it. God has guarded it. <clears throat> and uh, there are people who believe that many verses of the Holy Quran have been abrogated. Some people believe more than 500 verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. But Hazrat Sahib said, no verse of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. This is totally wrong. Again, people believe that uh, jihad means that you should take the sword and go out and kill non-Muslims. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed taught that this is incorrect. Jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But when the Holy Prophet Muhammad returned from a jihad, he said, We return from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then explained that the major jihad is to control your own. Nafs, jihad bin nafs, your inner desires and thoughts and etc. <clears throat> so, with that, let us go to the what we're going to discuss today. Two ninety six from the Holy Quran. شيء <تصفيق> ومن الذين أشغبكوا يود أحدهم لو يأمر ألف ألف سنة وما هو بمزحزحه من الأداب يأمر والله بقي and you will certainly find them the greediest of all people for life. Greedier even than those who set up gods with God. One of them loves to be granted a life of a thousand years. And his being granted a long life 
will in no way remove him further further off from the chastisement and Allah is seer of what they do so today we are going to uh, look at two words ahadu and you ammaru <clears throat> so let me turn to my notes on the uh, computer so <clears throat> the first word ahaduhum it's a triliteral root what's called masdar in urdu is hamza ha dal and we find it in the holy quran or its derivatives derivative derivatives of this root we find in the holy quran 85 times 74 times as a had and 11 times as ikh ikh da and it means one or anyone one from many and uh, it also yeah literally you know one of two one of them and so on but it also means in terms of the holy quran it means unique as well one in the sense of number 123 and uh, <clears throat> unique that there is no likeness no one is like now uh, <clears throat> you can have sentences like ma fidari ahadun is not one person in the house so that generally translates to there's no one in the house and not as there's not one person in the house but two or three or four so this is a negative and uh, the positive aspect of it is not true or not the correct use put it that way so <clears throat> we have yawmul ahad the first day this is the first day of the week it stands for and uh, generally that is taken to be sunday many people say it's monday because you know your working week starts with monday and 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 so on um so that first means that it is one day that comes at the head of the year uh, uh, week but that is its attribute that cannot be shared by any other day no other day monday tuesday wednesday none of them can be 
the first day of the week. So that stands for its uniqueness. So when God says, Qul hu wallahu ahad, chapter 112 verse 1, then God also, then the Quran also means that Allah is one in the same sense, in that it's, he is unique. Um, because if you, you see, well, there are two ways of looking at this. Uh, of course, people of Makkah and before them, the Greeks and the Romans and everyone, they believed in many, many gods. We know that Romans had, you know, um, God of thunder and God of war and God of God of love and so on. And we also know that uh, our Hindu friends also have many different gods or different things. I mean, Lakshmi Devi is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, the goddess of wealth and etc., uh, uh, etc. Et so you can say that, you know, God is one. That means there is only one entity that controls everything. You don't have a, you know, God of thunder and a God of money and a God of beauty and so on. So, it is possible that in uh, that context, that also applied. That everything that happens, whether it's war or peace, whether it is thunder or it's sunshine, whatever it is, you know, they don't have different gods, but there is only one God who controls all aspects of the thing. Not like some people believe that if, you know, the sun God overcame the rain God and defeated him, then it was sunny. But if the rain God defeated the sun God, then it was, uh, uh, you know, it would rain and this kind of thing. But when we say, ahad. <clears throat> Apart from meaning that, we mean that he is unique. There is nothing like him, nothing comparable to him, nothing can compare to him. And that is a very important concept because people say, well, you know, okay, you know, that's obvious. God controls everything, birth and death and whatever. So, you know, etc., uh, etc. But it also means that one of the God's attributes is to grant things. And if he is unique in being the one who can grant your wishes and desires and so on, then if you go to someone else to have your desires fulfilled, then that means that you're committing shirk. You are, in effect, saying that that attribute of God is found in some other entity. And its importance lies in the fact that believing that God is unique and He is one, and He is the one who controls everything, and He is the one who grants 
your relief from uh, difficulty and your prayers and so on means that you always only turn to God. But the moment you turn to some peer or someone else for your prayer, your desire to be fulfilled, for your difficulty to be removed, that means then you're committing shirk. You no longer believe in one God. And that is very, very important because belief in the one God and his attributes and his attributes of being the granter of everything means that you always turn to him. You are not afraid of any human being that if I don't listen to uh, my boss or uh, whoever, uh, then he'll take away my job or he'll not give me promotion and whatever. Because you will believe in your heart that it is God who allows everything. And no one else has the power. If God decides something, if God decides you're going to get this promotion or pay rise or whatever, it doesn't matter how much your boss or whoever opposes it because, you know, uh, I don't know, you said that, you know, something uh, that your boss was doing or saying was uh, uh, foolish, ill-advised, whatever. You know, uh, it gives you that confidence that no human being can harm me. I must do and say the right thing. So it's very, very important to uh, think of that and uh, believe in that. So let's go to the next word. You <clears throat> Ammaru. And that occurs, oh, it, it, it's a uh, triliteral root is Ayn, Meem, and Ra. And it occurs in the Holy Quran uh, 24 times in 10 different forms. So we have seven times as Umur and five times as you Ammaru. And four times as Amaru. And uh, twice as Umrat. Umrat. And then singular occurrences um, once as Koga uh, Tamara and once as Astagmara and once as or Imarat and once as Amr and twice no did I say twice? No I didn't. Twice as Umrat and once as Ma'mur and once as Mu'ammar. So and this means to maintain, to build on to grant life. In fact, 
the expression for performing the Umrah comes from this as well. In chapter 2, verse 150, uh, 158, uh, etc. To settle maintenance, lifetime, age, etc. <clears throat> so, as we said, the root is Ayn. Mean wa, and for example, the Holy Quran in chapter uh, chapter nine verse nineteen says wa qaymaratul masjidil haram, and they populate the holy mosque, the Kaaba, and again in chapter thirty verse nine it says. Uh, and this was populated more than what they had done. Well, by the house maintained, by the house populated, by the house created. And interestingly, we have the, the same word is used, applied to uh, um, human age or the age of living things, not just human. Because the idea is that that is the amount of time for which the body is populated by the soul. So lives in the body. So, Avalam no ammirkum ma yatazakkaru fihi mantazakkar. Chapter 35, verse 37. Didn't we give you a life span? which was long enough for you to consider, for reflect, for, and think. Chapter 35, verse 11. And uh, if someone has a long life, then it is according to what God has decided, it's not increased, it's not decreased, whatever happens. And then in this verse, it doesn't matter how, how long you live, you cannot get away from being accountable for what you have done. So that, that, that is an important thing to, to remember. That you know, the, the, many times what happens is, and this happens on Friday, that uh, uh, there are special supplements and one of them is uh, question, answer, religious type of thing. And um, people write in, like, you know, a woman would write in and say, you know, my husband doesn't treat me properly, he doesn't give me proper maintenance and all this kind of thing. 
and usually uh, you get uh, uh, a reply which says oh that is a big sin he mustn't do that and on the day of judgment he will have to uh, um, uh, account for this deed and so on they, i'm not saying that on the day of judgment they they won't have to account for their deeds etc but uh, the point to make is this in you know that verse chapter 35 verse 37 that i recited that uh, we give you a lifespan which is long enough for you to think about these things and that's what god is saying that you do something wrong and i give you respite i give you a chance he's done something wrong he hasn't realized he'll think about it he'll consider it he'll come back to the right path and so on. but we don't we somehow keep putting it off oh well we'll see you know tomorrow i'll be a better person and and uh, so on and uh, so forth but uh, we don't do it and then god starts to punish us in this life those we wronged see how you are punished but the odd thing is no one people see it and no one learns a lesson from that that's the odd thing so i mean you know al aimaratu that is an antonym of kharab and kharab is to lay someone something to waste and this means to maintain it to develop it to populate it to keep it in a good condition and this is what what has happened someone has done someone wrong and he has laid his soul to waste and he's given a chance to repent and maintain it and repair it but he doesn't i mean there are many examples i'll give one example that i knew a person and he was extremely rich but he was notorious for usurping people's rights and uh, treating them badly and all this kind of thing and what he did was he had a big house and he had uh, an 8 9 foot uh, high wall around the whole house on top of the house there was barbed wire all the way along he had guard dogs he had guards not one but two guards each with a submachine gun standing um, on the gate the gate would be locked when someone approached the gate a car or someone on foot the guards would ask them what they want they then ring in all these security measures so that none of the people that he had wronged whose right he had usurped and violated 
who take their revenge by coming in and killing. Now he had two children, a boy and a girl. The girl was about, I don't know, five. The, go, uh, the guy was uh, seven. The boy was seven, eight, something like that. And one day, they were playing. Now this guy was so afraid of someone breaking into his house and trying to kill him and his wife and children and so on, that he had a pistol in the drawer of his bedside table. So these kids were playing, you know, cops and robbers and this kind of thing. And at first, uh, uh, you know, the girl was playing the cop. She was just going bang, bang with her fingers. And then she, uh, she must have seen her father uh, put the pistol in the, uh, in the bedside table drawer. She took it out. She pointed it at her brother and went bang, bang. And the pistol went off and blew her brother's head off. And of course the boy, boy died instantly, but she dropped the gun and she had a nervous breakdown that she'd killed her brother. And the guy himself went mad because he couldn't bear the thought that in one instant he'd been deprived of both his children. One was dead and the other child was going to suffer for the rest of his life. And all the security and the barbed wire and the eight foot, nine foot high wall and uh, guard dogs and uh, guards with submachine guns on 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 the uh, on the gate and uh, whatever else he had security cameras and things nothing could save his destruction and this is what we don't understand <clears throat> and this is what that verse of the holy quran is asking we gave you long in, uh, uh, lifespan long enough for you to be able to reflect and repent in this world. Apologize, make good to those people whom we wronged and hurt. But we don't do it. And we forget. And we always think, oh, you know, in the hereafter, Sometimes we don't know when uh, the Day of Judgment is going to be, that we'll have to uh, account for our deeds and so on. Although in this verse, Quran says, if you live to be a thousand years, then you'll still have to account for your deeds. But we start accounting for our deeds like this person from this life. Because the point is that God wants those that you have wronged to see that he started punishing you. But unfortunately, it is a sad reflection on, on, on us that we don't learn a lesson. Well, with that, we've come to uh, the end of today's broadcast. We've slightly overrun, but um, because
the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.